Morgan, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of 15 Good Minutes. Today is just Coach B and Freddie. Freddie, what's happening, man? Hopefully by the by the end of this week, we have water in the pool, hopefully. Okay, okay. So doesn't mean uh, I can swim. I can't swim for it. <laughs> because, you know, uh, the That's a big first step, though. You can't you can't get to the swimming if you don't get to the water. Right. So exactly. does that mean in the life cycle of having a pool built that it, it goes in and then it's some kind of um not a test period, but you know, uh, does it have to stay for a period of time to make sure it's good, or or, or how does that work? Once they add the water and it's completely filled, then we turn the pumps on, and then yeah, I guess you know, I think you said five to seven days you can't swim in it because they want it to cycle through the chlorination process to get all the acidity out of the water and stuff like that. So yeah, keep us posted. That's a, that's a huge uh, that's a huge plus up on the milestone of accomplishments for this project because I know when you started it. And I know you've been looking forward to that, man. So congrats. Honestly, 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 I've been more so looking forward to getting my backyard looking to normalcy than, than after that. all the construction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's gonna come, man. It's gonna come. Look forward to seeing some of the uh, uh some of the pictures once you guys get it done. Um what we're gonna cover today, Freddie, something you and I talked about a little while before before we were on air is um Shohei Hiltani, you know isn't pitching anymore this season. Uh, they found out a little while ago while he was in a game that he tore his UCL, right? So UCL is a tendon in the elbow. Um, he's still playing though. He's, he's DHing the rest of the season because he doesn't have to throw. And as I started looking into this, they said that one of the decisions that he and his team have to make is, Will he get another Tommy John surgery? And I'm like, oh, he's had one already. So he's had one in 2018. And if he does have another one in 2023, in a year that you know this is his, this is his big money year, whether he stays, whether he goes, a couple of things for you. One, if you're a team that's pursuing him because you know he can pitch and you know now you won't have him pitching for you, it doesn't alter your strategy. And then two more importantly, what are your feelings on on you know the frequency with which guys seem to be having Tommy John surgery? To the first question, if I'm a team and I'm going after him, um, and I'm willing to pay him, whether it be with the Angels or another team, I think it's yeah. I think they at one point in time they was talking a six hundred million dollar contract, right? I think that's right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, Do you lower that amount now? Yes. You 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 have to. You know what it would be. I don't know. But I definitely think you would have to lower it. I don't think because it's it's just too freaking. I didn't even know he had Tommy John before. But this would be the second in five years, man. You know, and so exactly. So, but I do think it's kind of systemic as to the frequency th- that is happening and the, and the usage that is not only just with him but with other players. I think. I think it's a baseball problem, like you said, and it is systemic. One, because the pitching staffs, they take up a great deal of your roster, number one. Number two, you remember how it used to be back in the day? It wasn't uncommon for your starter to give you eight innings or even finish a game. Mm-hmm. Now, because of how hard people are throwing, you know, if you get five out of your starter, that's great. Then you, you, you go to the bullpen, you're bringing in a sixth inning guy. A mm-hmm. seventh inning guy, maybe an eighth and a closer. So four guys to finish the last four because everyone's throwing so hard. That seems to be be the thing now. And to me, that is systemic because, you know, it wasn't that long ago that the 
the pitching the pitching part of your roster wasn't the largest part. You had position players and and things like that. And I just wonder if if baseball collectively, but obviously starting at the major league level, are they sending a message? And then what is that message? I think that message is. Hey, it's uh, Major League Baseball in regards to contract. It's a free-for-all. Back in the day, you know, we used to have, you know, a starting pitcher, you know, a relief pitcher, and a closer. Now, yeah, exactly. A starter, yeah. middle reliever, <laughs> and a middle reliever got you to your closer. Right. I read a comment today that said 102 is the new 100, meaning in 2010, Araldus Chapman – as a reliever, people were watching him and no one was throwing a hundred miles an hour before he was. And it was, it was fascinating. But today, 102 stops people. Yet, you know, they got so many people that can throw a hundred a day. Think about that in just 13 years. Right. In fact, the number of major league pitchers who can throw a hundred regularly doubled since 2019 and tripled since 2018. So they're coming out and they're throwing so hard, speaking to, to Otani's injury, your pitches are bigger, right? So they've got guys, you know, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, but no matter how much work you do in the weight room and you get bigger, your tendons and your ligaments aren't getting bigger with you. So you got this mass throwing five, six, seven times harder, you know, than say the previous generation, but the ligament's still the same ligament and, right. you know, it, it, it can only do what it does you know like we just watched little league world series last week congratulations to the team from california el segundo i think it was uh that won it all but it makes you wonder what happens if you start if your little leaguers start trying to emulate your your big leaguers so some of the things that we found out were like uh for a young arm throwing things that aren't a fastball is what hurts you kids trying to throw sliders Curveballs. They're putting it. The the development of the arm isn't strong enough, and a lot of uh, little league uh, organizations have pitch counts and things like that. But how many of them do you think are being enforced? So in little league, ages nine to ten, seventy-five pitches a day; eleven to twelve, eighty-five pitches a day; thirteen to sixteen, ninety-five a day. That's a lot of pitches to throw. That is. A that's lot. not even counting high school. So that's just little league. When you get to high school. 110 a day or 180 a week. So imagine now, Freddie, you got guys that are, you know, bigger, stronger now. You know, you're 15, 16, 17, 18, uh, 180 pitches a week while your body's still developing. You know, the tendency, from what I understand, is that you're wearing down the ligament before you get to the bigs. So they're not doing anything in the bigs that's causing these things to happen, but it's it's systemic to your earlier point, because we're asking our youth to throw. Harder and harder and harder. Harder, right. Well, not, not necessarily through harder. We're not asking them. I think they see the carrot dangling at the end. Which is speed. And everybody's trying to get to that carrot, you know. Do you think, you know, from, say, from, I'll just say from high school through college, that the emphasis is uh, is, is too much on throwing instead of pitching? And that's because that's what's going to get you a draft call? Yes, Yes. If Otani says yes, this is going to be his second. And I found that there were more that had to. So Walker Bueller, who's currently with the Dodgers, he had it in 2015 and last year in 2022. Jacob DeGrom, 2010 and 2023. 
Mike Cleverger, 2012 and 2020. Dustin May, also with the Dodgers, 2021 and 2023. And Daniel Hudson, who was a reliever when the Nats won here in 19, 2012 and 2013, back-to-back years. Uh, if you look at somebody like, say, Bryce Harper with, with the Phillies, just had Tommy John surgery in November of last year. He's a right fielder. So he's throwing hook. Now, this year they got him playing first base because he never has to throw. And everybody's body responds to it differently. differently right? The fact, I mean, that point is so well taken in the fact that he just had it five years ago. So your body is, is telling you something right now. Mathematically, if I'm that new organization that's looking at him, I'm thinking, okay, so what are we going to say in 2028? You, you want a 10-year deal. But four years in, you probably got to have Tommy Johns again. If I'm a team looking to really maximize his potential, um, um, if you pitch for my team, you would be a reliever or a closer. Yeah. yeah. And and if you and if you don't want to do one of those, I'm throwing you at first base, and you go and, and you can do something besides <laughs> yes, bat yeah. every three innings. Yeah. I, I think that would be good too, especially if he rehabs his arm. I would like to see him come back, maybe first as a closer, work your way into middle relief, and then right. decide. Maybe at that point in your career, you don't have to be a starter anymore. But he's a good kid. Wish nothing but good things for him. A um, couple of quick things before we check out. Have you been following the FIBA Basketball World Championships at all? And uh, any thoughts on that? They beat Greece the other day. And- I was worried about that one because they they were the number one in our group before we played them. They're not number one in our group anymore. (laughs) Surprise player for me, and I'll leave you with this, is uh, Austin Reeves. Um, Just just out there balling, man, having a good time. It seems to be the guy that nobody's – what I've seen so far is they're not – they haven't game plan well for him because, you know, he's taking whatever they get. They're not running stuff for him, but he's really quite energetic out there, and he seems to be having a good time, so – uh, yeah, I think he's capitalizing on the moment, him getting this deal and him getting into this position to play, you know, with FIBA and whatever. And I think he's just capitalizing on the moment. But what really matters is what you do, you know, come what the end of October, <laughs> November when the NBA that that none of this doesn't No, but what this does do for him to your point, it gives him the exposure and the experience. I thought. Me personally, and I don't want to get into to a, a, a an L.A. conversation, but I thought a lot last season, rightfully so, he deferred to LeBron a lot. When you go out there and play on the world stage, you know, you get to create a little more of your own identity. I don't know if you saw the statement that John Stockton made last week. Pretty, pretty, pretty pointed. He basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, he would have a tough time playing with somebody like LeBron who has um, such weight in who the organization brings to, to play. And basically what he's saying is as a player that would bother him because he wants the best players available to come like in his era and they just get out there and compete. But having that one guy on your team who is so known to be the guy that the Lakers are checking with, are you okay if we get Freddie? No. Okay. Okay. Do you, if we get JR, are you okay? He said, you know, that would have been a problem, but again, he comes from a different era and I wondered I haven't had a chance to research it. I just wonder what sparked the conversation. Did somebody say something to wake John Stockton up or whatever? But he literally went after um, uh, LeBron because, you know, and I don't think LeBron's the only one. I think Giannis is making some kind of statement like that right now as well about, you know, is the team willing to do whatever it takes to go win another one, et cetera, et cetera. So um, a lot of, a lot of moving, moving parts there. Right. 
Well, you know, it's, it's always, you know, with these contracts, and I think he's up for an extension or something like that, or free agency in two years, to be honest, that is. Um, it, it's all about, you know, you're laying the groundwork now for what could be in two years. So the movie- These guys are owning, owning their own future more so than, than exactly. before. Yeah. Like you say, they're not waiting till that time. They're looking right. at some of the deals that have happened in 2023 and said, I got to lay some groundwork right now for 2025 and 26. Exactly. I think it's pretty smart because they know when they lock you in, to be honest, whenever they lock you in, you're going to be wherever you're going to be for at least four to five years. Yeah. Yeah. So you get know, the, get so. the best that you can. I, I'm not mad at him. Um, speaking of the best, and we'll, we'll wrap up with this. Uh, U S tennis open started this week up in, uh, up in Queens, New York. It's always a good time. Um, I like to go, I didn't get up there this year, but I've been watching a lot of it. Uh, when you look at this, uh, I mean, obviously on the men's on the men's draw, um, you know, Joker's the, the. I think he's the favorite, but I don't think he's the overall one seed. You see any major upsets? What's the guy that beat Joker in Alcaraz? Carlos Alcaraz. Yeah, yeah he he he's. Him. I like him. I, him. I just him. Okay. He's he's him. He's he him. is. Yeah, get don't get frustrated. I like the way he plays. He came, he came. I mean, uh, he just lost the last time they played him, but that wasn't that major. But to your point, what he did, what he did at Wimbledon was impressive. Yes, I'm gonna ride with him as well. You got any, um, you got any favors or see anything shaking up on the women's draw? I, I really don't. I, I, I really don't. I watched Coco play in the first round and in, in the first set, she struggled, but like a, a lot of youngsters, she gets in her own head, but once she settled in. Played well. She's a six seed in this tournament. I would be surprised to see her get to the semifinal, but she could do it. Um, also, for those that follow the game, Brad Gilbert, who's, you know, I really like Brad, you know, as a commentator and an authority on tennis. He's now one of her coaches. So um, that one I'm watching, I don't really have a favorite, but I want to see Carlos take out Joker in the final. Uh, stick with it. This is the beginning of a wonderful two weeks of tennis. Should any major upsets take place, check out our Twitter feed because we'll keep you guys posted at twitter.com slash 15 good minutes. Um, before we check out, Freddie, you got anything to say this week, buddy? College football season is uh, starting up this weekend. There was uh, an article about the University of Colorado. And I'm paraphrasing, but it's very close to what he said. He said, if you think UMass had the best, the, the, I'm sorry, the worst roster in college football last year. Wait till you see Colorado this year. I don't know, I'm paraphrasing. Wow. And you went after them. They were a bad team last year and had better players than they got right now. I'm, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I, I don't I, think they have better players today than I, they had I, I, all I, them cats that walked out. I, I think they have better players. Their schedule doesn't change just because you brought Prime in. Right, right. It, it doesn't, you know, and, and everything that and Prime ain't putting on no uniform, Freddie. It ain't no, happening. He's not. he's not. He can he can talk at all he wants, but he's not. You know, you can move. This is this is him. this is a different level of football. Yeah, he knows this level of football. Granted, um, but I think he got some work cut out for him. Um, we'll have to see how that goes since we're we're running out of time. I think that was a great. I got something to say. It's going to be interesting that, that Freddie got that on the table before the first kickoff. So we'll keep track of how Colorado and uh, prime time. Good luck to you, Coach Prime. Hey, you always welcome on the show whenever you want to. Whenever you want to come, out. you got an open invitation, Coach. We put you right here. We'll go longer than 15 minutes because he's a 
He's a special guy. So uh, hopefully everybody's uh, has had a had a great week. Looking forward to this weekend again. Watch some of the feedbacks if you have an opportunity. You definitely want to watch some of the U.S. Open action. With that, I want to say shout out to our good friend of the program, Claude from uh, the Golf DMV podcast, who's up there broadcasting the uh, U.S. Open for the next fortnight. Good luck to him. And good luck to all the college football teams that are starting this weekend. We will get with you guys next week. We're out.